You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rouse Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. And it's best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more, we don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride. Take a cab. Find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Hey, 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 good morning. If you're ready, map of the south. Let's do this. I'm telling you, I am first very honored that you would join me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Farrell right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, baby. Man, what's crack a lacking, baby? What's crack a lacking? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rowe Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. The death toll from last night's tsunami that struck western Indonesia is climbing. The country's disaster agency says more than 220 people were killed, more than 800 injured. The tsunami is believed to have been triggered by the eruption of a volcano in the Sunda Strait. Michael Sullivan reports on the aftermath. Thousands of residents have left coastal areas for higher ground. Several hundred homes and businesses were heavily damaged by the waves that came ashore with little or no warning on the islands of Java and Sumatra. Video footage posted on social media shows a wave crashing into the stage where a local pop band was performing. The stage was swept away by the force of the water, as were some of the performers and those in the audience. The Sunda Strait links the Indian and Pacific Oceans. Anak Krakatau has been erupting on and off for months now. The volcano it's named for blew in 1883, killing more than 30,000 people. For NPR News, I'm Michael Sullivan in Chiang Rai, Thailand. The federal government is expected to remain partially shut down past Christmas as the standoff deepens over President Trump's demand for funds to expand a border wall with Mexico. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says business on the Senate floor won't resume until after Christmas, signaling the shutdown 
will continue at least through Thursday. NPR's Susan Davis says it all boils down to politics. I mean, this isn't a, really a serious policy argument. This is a political fight. I mean, I mean, even the $5 billion for the wall is such a drop in the bucket for what is would be required financially and physically, infrastructure-wise, to actually secure the border. It is so small and so incremental. This is not the big final debate over this. It's just really about the politics of it and the moment. The partial shutdown began early Saturday, but at least over the next few days, it will have limited impact because both Monday and Tuesday are federal holidays. British police still searching for those responsible for flying the drones that disrupted hundreds of flights at London's Gatwick Airport last week. NPR's Amy Held reports that the two suspects uh, were freed today without charge. Sussex police arrested the man and woman in nearby Crawley on Friday night, questioning them through the weekend. Police say they were cooperative and they were let go without charge. Now, police are asking anyone with information about the incident to step forward. The drones were first spotted over Gatwick's airfield on Wednesday and kept reappearing until Friday. Gatwick shut down, causing chaos during peak travel time at the UK's second busiest airport. Police were at a loss to stop the drones and called in the military to help. Gatwick has reopened and is offering a reward of more than $60,000 for information leading to the arrest and conviction of those responsible. Amy Held, NPR News. And from Washington, you're listening to NPR News. Coming up next on the serious side. CBS News has learned another senior official will resign over President Trump's decision to pull American troops from Syria. Brett McGurk will be leaving his post as special presidential envoy to the Global Coalition to Counter ISIS. McGurk was appointed by President Obama in 2015 and initially planned to resign in February of next year. His resignation came one day after Secretary of Defense General James Mattis resigned over his disagreement with the president's decision. None of us have said. You want to know something? You said. Okay, you want to put that in my head. I'll take it. Okay, good. You know what I'll say? Yes. If we don't get what we want, one way or the other, whether it's through you, through military, through anything you want to call, I will shut down the government. Okay, I'm And I am proud, and I'll tell you what, I am proud to shut down the government for border security, Chuck, because the people of this country don't want criminals and people that have lots of problems and drugs pouring into our country. So I will take the mantle. I will be the one to shut it down. I'm not going to blame you for it. The last time you shut it down, it didn't work. I will take the mantle of shutting down. And I'm going to shut it down for border but we you shouldn't okay. shut it down. Thank you very much, everybody. Welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show with Kathleen Williams, Mr. Jerome Esprit, and Mr. L.E.S. Now here is your host, J. Ryle. Good Sunday morning to you folks. Today is December 23rd, 2018, and you're in tune to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS 
Radio Network, online radio. And it's best like the man said, I'm Jay Rowell. Merry Christmas, happy holidays to you and yours. Glad you guys are here two days before Christmas. Glad you guys are in the house. Uh, and as always, I never share the stage by myself when we introduce you to some of the very best in the business. First up, she's that down home, down south sister, that voice that you love to hear on a Sunday morning. And she gets ready to do her thing and pray for all of us here. Let me say what's happening to my big sister, one and only Miss Vanessa Maybelle from the Macanelli. Vanessa, Vanessa, happy holidays, sweetheart. How are you? Good morning and merry, merry Christmas to everybody that's listening. Everybody. It's an awesome day. Does that include the President of the United States as well? You know what? Merry Christmas to him, too. I ain't blocking no blessings over that president. Merry Christmas to you, oh, Mr. President. Lord. You need I ain't to stop with no that blessings stuff. for him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the man. And the man that gives the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, sir. Good morning. Good morning, Nessa. How are you doing this morning? God Good bless morning. you guys. And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to all. That's the old cool Santa Claus voice right there. Mr. Elias is in the house. Of course, Miss Kathleen Williams. She works on Sundays, but she'll stop in when she gets the opportunity. Uh, of course, uh, the smartest man in the world, the one and only uh, Mr. Jerome Esprit, usually joins us after his commitment with Clear Channel Radio. And, of course, the resident texter, our main man, Mr. Johnny D, is in the house. Uh, so he'll be uh, in communications with you as well. The number is 347 Eight five zero one two seven two. Of course, uh, if you were here last week, I had to, uh, you know, we said goodbye to a distinguished member of the TGRS Radio Network, the original machine that has brought you the Jay Rouse Show, the Serious Side, you know, Afterthoughts, uh, Adam, Where Art Thou, the True Purpose Development Show, Ladies First. All those shows, great programs. NDFM, the machine that brought all this to you, shut down and broke down on us last week. And I tell you what, it's been a struggle, Miss Dilly. <laughs> oh, my God, it's been a struggle. So, uh, but we're going to try to get it fixed. Uh, I have the week off next week, so I'm going to try to get this fixed. Audio is still kind of jacked up because we're working on some stuff. But uh, hopefully you guys can still hear us and, and, you know, you can make out some of what's going on. Uh, if you are in the world-famous chat room, Mr. Elias is in the house. That means that it's more than likely is open, so make your way there. Yes, your social media sites, because of the machine, Old Faithful is shut down. Man, uh, I won't be able to uh, check the sites out until we get all the connections back up. So I know you guys can hear us. Um, but, listen, this is an opportunity for you to do what Jackie tells you to do every Sunday. Make your way over to Twitter and, you know, and, and, and contact us there. Uh, most of you folks are contacting us through these websites because they, these links have been established for years. And I'm not going to say we're going to give up on the machine just yet. I may just have to bow down, Mr. Elias, and spend some money to get it back because, just, you know, just nine years of just information on there. And, you know, it's just kind of hard to try to rebuild a very short period of time. So we'll figure it out. But in the meantime, between time, we have a show to do. Two days before Christmas, before we get into the lineup, let me go around the table. Uh, Vanessa Maybelli, uh, are you ready for Christmas? Uh, yeah. My family, my immediate family, celebrated uh, Christmas okay. uh, last Saturday. You say, oh, that means you may not be. Oh, really? Okay. 
No, I've already given out. We already had Christmas by immediate family. Now, my sister and her kids and that family will do on Christmas Day, but, yeah, I've been finished with Christmas shopping since October. Hello? Always efficient, Miss Elias. Always efficient. I can't be making no What about you, sir? I hear you. What about you, Miss Elias? Have you done everything you're supposed to do for Christmas? Yeah, I'm on. I'm on. I'm on the road. This I'm on the road right now, and then uh, Christmas morning, I'm heading back home. So it is what it is at this point in time. And yes, I have done all I'm supposed to do for Christmas because I don't buy presents. I just say, here's some cash. Get what you want. That's the way you do it. See, he's awesome year round, anyway. So see that. I know that's right, Mister Elias. I know. You, I maybe you forgot how to spell my name or my address. I don't remember getting no, any message from you for. It, it, it is on the way. It should be that Christmas morning. A big fat black man and a Santa Claus suit is going to deliver you what you need. Well, I tell you what, fans, uh, I should videotape it and post it on our Facebook page. <laughs> you can see this. Probably nothing will be posted because he, probably no one will show up, but that's okay. Enough with the small talk. 347 Glad you guys are in the house. Let's break it down for you what we're talking about. This week uh, has been a monumental week for the White House, like every week, it seems like. Two top officials resigned this week over the president's new policy on Syria. Syria. Uh, next, next set, we're going to talk about the government is closed for business. What does that mean for government workers? Oh, my God, this is a joke. You can't believe this. And then we'll end the show with some holiday cheer because Mr. Elias talks about a big black day. man showing up. I'm sorry? It's a partial close down. Well, I don't care. It's a close down. It doesn't matter whether it's partial or whatever. It's a close down, and people are not getting money for Christmas. This is nuts. And we'll end the show with some holiday cheer because, like Mr. Elias said, a big black man will show up at my door, whether it was a skinny black man that showed up at the Children's Hospital in D.C. this past week, a.k.a. Obama Claus. We'll talk about that uh, as we keep going. Once again, 347-850-1272. All right. Two top officials left the government this week. You know, General Mattis walked away because of the fact that he did not like what the president decided to do in Syria. Now, keep in mind, anytime you make major changes like this, how do you not consult or talk to the Secretary of Defense? Because really, those are the only two civilians that can give the military orders. This guy did not do this. Not only did he not talk to the Secretary of Defense, but our allies who are in the fight with us, they didn't get a courtesy call. They weren't consulted. Mr. Elias, once again, the madness of the Trump administration continues to roll. This guy is a stupid and ridiculous and a petty individual. Your thoughts? Well, you know something, man? <laughs> what else can you say about this guy? You know, Mattis walked away. I was surprised he didn't walk away sooner. I really am. I'm surprised, uh, you know. It, you know this 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 administration is so uh, so jacked up, and it's so it's not even enough people to run the administration, man. It is it, you know come on, man. People are walking Nikki Haley. Let's just go down the list, uh, and then uh, Rex Tillerson. When Rex Tillerson said what he said about the president, said he just doesn't it's read. An idiot. This guy's a buffoon. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. And and and, and he comes. What does he do? He comes back and insults Rex Tillerson. This man has no decorum. He has no class about himself. He is just. He is. He's like a big. He's like a big ass baby. He is. If you insult yeah. me, I'm going to insult you back. 
You know, he he has no class whatsoever. And and you know, some all you guys that like him and love him and think he's the greatest thing since sliced bread, God bless you, because you know, some if the racist stuff that he says and does doesn't doesn't deter you from liking him, you need to take a look in the mirror. Yeah, I mean, you definitely need to take a look in the mirror. You know, Vanessa, when we talk about the fact that this guy has, you know, remember in the beginning he was talking about my generals, my generals. Well, every general that works for this guy, they're gone. They left. Mm -hmm. So, you know, once again, here we are with a president that has no idea, like Mr. Elias says, people of his cabinet says this guy doesn't even read briefings. He, He doesn't even read intelligent briefings. He is the president of the United States, the leader of the free world. What gives here? Jay, don't let me mess up my makeup laughing at you. Okay, come away. Come away. So he has all these generals, but he doesn't listen to anybody because he thinks that he's back on his on his show on TV where he makes all yeah. the decisions. And he runs everything. This ain't TV. This ain't a reality show. This is the United That's States that this fool is trying to run. And he just ain't listening. So you know what this man finally said? I'm tired of talking to you. I'm tired of trying to tell you stuff, and you ain't listening. And when this country go to hell in a handbasket, I'm not going to be a part of it. So I'm getting the hell out of Dodge. And he quit. And I don't blame him. So the only adult that's going to be left in the White House it's going to be Trump and his two children. Actually, it ain't Trump because he acts like a kid. So the only ones that's going to be adults left in the White House is going to be his children and Jared Kushner. Pence, and see, that's oh, the yeah, scary Pence, thing. Who doesn't open his that's mouth. That's the scary I thing. I've never seen that's... a vice president Look at that, guy, that yeah. doesn't open his yep. mouth. Yeah, he's a joke. He's he sat there like a bump he's on a wuss. log when they were talking to he's him. I mean, good golly, Miss Smiley. It's almost as if he's waiting for his opportunity. But like you said, here's That's the scary thing about it. That's what somebody else just told me yeah, over here. Yeah. Well, this is the scary thing about it, though, Vanessa. The scary thing about it is the fact that he is he is taking his foreign policy decisions from Jared Kushner and freaking Ivanka Trump. I mean, <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. Speaking of Christmas, two days before Christmas, we have an early Christmas present for you. She's here before her usually scheduled time. Let's say good morning to our director of social media outreach, the one and only Jackie. Jackie, good morning, and welcome in early. But good morning, and Merry Christmas, and Happy Holidays to you. Good morning, and Happy Happy Holidays to everyone. All right. Good morning, Miss Jackie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Love you all. Okay. All right, so here's the deal. You know, once again, we're talking foreign policy. He is talking to Ivanka Trump. The only thing Ivanka has ever ran was her clothing line, and she did a piss-poor job at that, and the only reason why it's of any significance right now is because they are in the White House. This is unbelievable what's going on here. It's, it doesn't make any sense. And for Republicans to sit back and watch this, I mean, this is, this is unbelievable. It is unbelievable to me. And, Mr. Elias, I can't understand how people of sound mind and judgment can sit back and watch this calamity that's going on right now. And people, people are going to call in, and they're going to defend them. 
They're going to defend uh, a doubt. what this president's doing. Uh, without a doubt. Without, we, we have, matter of fact, funny, strange you should say that. We have somebody on now who wants to call in and defend him. No oh boy, I can't wait to get this and bring him in. Let him. I want right. to hear this. Let him call in. I want to yeah, hear Yeah, we, we all want to hear uh, it. All right. Here. Good morning. Larry. Welcome into the serious side. Who are we speaking with? Larry, how are you doing, sir? Hey, Larry, how are you doing? Where are you calling from? Uh, Georgia. All right, Larry. Good morning. Welcome to the serious side. What's your comment, sir? Well, first of all, as a matter of fact, for your one of your callers here, Donald Trump did not yep. leave Washington, D.C. He's there. A bunch of these senators skied up out of town, not Donald Trump. I agree. He's standing there to try to get this reconciled and resolved. All of these okay. Democrats voted for the border, and these establishment Republicans voted for the border wall in February of this okay. year. That's right. They voted okay. for it. Now faced with the realization that this president actually wants it built, they realize it is the most effective single component in border security. Now notice, I didn't say the only component. I said the most effective single component of border security. They know it's more than likely going to work to significantly halt the flow of illegal aliens into the country. The Republican establishment want cheap Larry, labor to exploit, and the Democrats want undocumented Democrats to get votes from. Larry, Larry, let me mute Larry for a second. Larry, listen, I'm not going to scream over you. I'm going to give you an opportunity to talk, but this is the dialogue. So I want to be able to, when you make a comment, I want to be able to respond. I'm going to turn your mic back on. Let's have a conversation. I don't want to have a yelling match with you. We, we, we encourage anyone that supports the other party to come on and talk. So let's have a conversation, Larry. So let's turn, Mr. Elias, let's turn Larry's mic back on and let's see, can we have a conversation with Larry? And I want to respond to some of his comments because I got the answer. Well, yeah, we, we all do, but we want to get Larry. And I, listen, I, listen I, let me tell you something. I, I don't have a problem with you supporting your 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 uh, your candidate, Larry. That's fine. But what you're saying about the wall of statistics and st- and and data shows that that's incorrect. What you're saying. So if you build a no, sir, wall, statistics do not show that. I do not agree. Well, tell me then. Break them down. Break them down for me. Let's have a conversation. All right, Break so it down first for of me. all, understand something. I'm a I'm a I'm a uh, a, a three war combat veteran. Now, I'm not saying, hey, please, I'm gonna, with what I'm about to say, please do not say yeah. I'm trying to advocate for an East German Berlin border wall, machine gun okay. defense against immigrants. I'm not trying to say that. I'm speaking okay. of principles here, and the principle is okay. called defense in depth. Now, I don't know if you're familiar okay. with that term or not, but I'm very familiar with it. A defense in depth means down. that you employ multiple means of defense as part of your comprehensive scheme of defense. In other words, when you okay. set up a defensive perimeter, you got barbed wire, you got interlocking fields of fire from machine guns, you got outposts, you got lifting you got I'm a veteran too, Larry. I understand that. You have alternate positions, supplementary positions, and everything mm-hmm. else. So a, 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 yes. a defense consists of multiple multiple layers, of which a fence is one part. It isn't the whole thing. Because most of the illegal immigration problem is caused by people overstaying the visas. A wall will not fix that. But what it will do is significantly impede and slow down those 
who previously have been using illegal points of points of entry across the border. Okay. Larry, 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 can I ask you one question, though? Can I ask you one I'm, question? I'm ready for any question because I know I can defend this position to the end. All right. Well, thank you for defending it. Um, my first question to you is one: one, you you did you did listen to Trump's campaign promises, right? Oh, absolutely, sir. That's why I voted for him. Then why then why are we paying for the wall when Mexico is okay, okay, paying okay. for this See, wall? This, now, if you really believe, no, answer uh, my look, question, Larry. Well, okay, okay. I'm, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna address that. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm happy to address that. Uh, Please look, do. Whether Mexico pays for it or not. If that was just campaign, I really can care less. It's a matter of national security. Okay, so if if Trump overstated the the case, I'm ready to forgive him for it. I don't believe he overstated the case. I believe it will be paid for in the form of tariffs on Mexico and less than tariffs on American exported goods. So I'm not worried about it. I'm really not. It doesn't make any difference to me at all. Answer the question. Uh-huh. Why are my tax dollars paying for this I just, when it's supposed I just to be his question, tax? Sir, when done because Mexico right now is not directly paying for it. They are indirectly are paying for it. Pay That's for okay it. with me. Let them pay for it indirectly, no, directly. I don't, okay. I don't care. Why I don't care. I don't care. He the answered it as silly as like most Republicans. He did. He answered it. Okay, Larry, listen. listen. We're going to put you on old, Larry, because I, no, no, I want Larry to stay. Down. Larry, we're going to have a good conversation with you this morning. So, Larry, we're going to put you back on hold because, you know, we're on the show. I'm not sure if you're a first-time listener or not, but we, we have a schedule. But, Larry, listen, we appreciate your service. Hang out. Uh, we're going to bring you back in. All right, 347 All right, a couple of things Larry said. Vanessa, you wanted to – first of all, let me give you the mic. Go ahead, Vanessa. Good morning, Mr. Larry. One oh, well, thing he said was – We put him on hold for a second. Go ahead. I know, but he can hear me saying good morning to him. Okay, so no, true. one thing you said was that Trump – President Trump, I'm going to give him a little respect this morning because you won't. Uh, President Trump stayed at the White House and everybody else left town. No, no, let me correct you with that. Every Trump had voted, had said that he was going to sign something to get all of this done and keep the government open until February. But Rush Limbaugh and somebody named Laura called him out on the carpet all weekend long. They called him out on the carpet. And so yeah. he changed from signing it. There were people, senators, congressmen, gone on the airplane. Somebody was almost to Hawaii. Got to Hawaii, had to turn right around and come right back with his family because he had to be here to protest what Trump was trying to do. So don't say they took off and left town and left Trump here at the White House. Don't No, don't be putting that pity party because Trump is fixing to go to Mauna Largo with his entire family that is costing us a fortune with Secret Service to go play golf for the next week. So I don't feel sorry for him. Now, they also came on the floor yesterday morning, because, look, I sleep with this. You can't tell me anything about it. So they all, Republicans and Democrats, got on the floor yesterday morning, and the Republicans tried to put it back on the Democrats. You can't put it on the Democrats because Trump said on national TV, I would take responsibility for shutting down the federal government. He took responsibility for it. He wrote that check. Mm -hmm. Now he got to cash that check with his butt because the Democrats came right behind them yesterday on the floor and said, we will not give you this money because we've offered it to you 
five times since February, just like you did say, Larry, five times since February, and you wouldn't take it. Now, all of a sudden, you want to say that we don't want to play ball. So let me say this to you, Larry. Some of the stuff you said was true, but you only told a part of the truth. So you have to tell all of the truth. I don't care if they build a wall so high that they Jesus have to fly over it. I don't care. I just don't want to pay for it with my tax dollars when President Trump was running. He said Mexico was going to pay for it, and Mexico told him to go to hell. So I, Vanessa Haynes, don't want to pay for that wall. If you want to pay for it, Mr. Republican, they need to get all the Republicans together like they're doing right now on Facebook, and they are collecting money from the Republicans on Facebook to help him build his wall. I think the last time I checked it was at Go fund me, yeah. $4 million mm-hmm. or something. So yeah, it's, yeah. build the wall. Yeah. I don't want it to come out of my yeah. tax dollars. But they won't, the right they won't fund wheels on wheels. They, they won't yeah, fund it. Yeah, you're right. They won't fund wheels on wheels. But, okay, yeah, yeah. now, they but, did not yeah. shut down all right. of the government, Larry. The, the post office will still be open, and... People will still get their Social Security checks, but the rest of the yeah. government is shut down and won't get a check. Now, I don't know how fair you think that is when all the senators and the congressmen, Republicans and Democrats, you bleed into the next segment, Vanessa. We're talking about okay. the government next segment. Hold oh, your sorry. horses, hold your water, girlfriend. I know, I know. Anyway, uh, well, he, I don't think anyway, he said anything about it. He's talking about the but border. Larry, you, you okay, all right. Well, listen, all right. Well, well, listen, the bottom line is, you know, what Larry did say, the fact that, you know, Democrats and Republicans voted on this, and now all of a sudden they, they, they think the wall is going to work, and now they're reneging. They're not reneging on it, Larry. I mean, what they're saying is there are a lot of Republicans who don't believe this wall is going to work. And they did both vote in a bipartisan way for $1.5 billion for the wall. Now Trump wants $5 million. So $5 billion. So he's the one that's moving the goalposts, not the Democrats and the Republicans, because it's like, you know, like they said before. They don't have the votes to get this wall across. They'll do the $1.5 billion, but they're not going to do the five-point-whatever-he-wants for this wall. And once again, statistical data shows that that is a waste of money. If you build an 11-foot wall, then they're going to build a 12-foot ladder. I mean, it's just the way it is, man. All right, so listen, uh, in this week's edition of In Four Weeks, In Four Minutes or Less, something that you need to know. You know, speaking of the wall, this is a beautiful segue about illegal immigration and everything that's going along with it. So it's time for this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less, something that you need to know. We'll be right back. Merry Christmas and happy holidays from all of us here on the serious side. We'll be right back after this. Thousands of Central American migrants are living in shelters across Tijuana, waiting for their chance to ask for asylum at the U.S. border. They're living in close quarters, and as the temperatures drop, they're concerns about their health. A group of doctors, nurses, and volunteers are crossing the border from San Diego once a week to provide medical care. KPCC's Alyssa Jong Perry reports. The large government-run shelters where hundreds of migrants are living are serviced by healthcare professionals. There's a number of informal shelters in the city where there's little or no health care. And that's where these volunteer groups of doctors and nurses focus their attention. At a private home that now serves as an LGBTQ shelter, 
Dr. Lucy Horton is treating a 20-year-old man who complained of tension, headaches, and body aches. Horton hands him some Tylenol, and with the help of volunteer translator Diana Aguada, she asks him if he's stressed. He nods and said yes. Do you have any family with you? Do you have family? Mother and mom illegally crossed the Mexico US border decades ago. So the migrant caravan hits close to home for her. I wanted to do more than just donate money. I wanted to do something hands on. So she jumps at the chance to translate for the doctors and nurses. But the experience of seeing and talking to these migrants had an emotional impact. I can't imagine being young and feeling all alone and not knowing what's going to happen. Able to be there for him was worth the entire day. Nurse practitioner Karen Lenares also felt a personal connection to the migrants and wanted to volunteer her time. I was born in Tegucigalpa, Honduras, but I was adopted when I was seven. So just knowing that my raza, which is like my, you know, people from my country, I felt like I was obligated to come. The volunteers spend all day Sunday running from makeshift shelters camps to provide basic medical care to up to 100 migrants. They hand out cold medicine, ibuprofen, and antibiotics. They typically see colds, fevers, and a lot of upper respiratory infections. But the care and medicine they do provide is crucial to preventing any viruses that can spread like wildfire throughout the overcrowded camps and shelters. The group usually finds out by word of mouth where medical care is most needed, like this teen shelter in the middle of town. 17-year-old Rodonis is staying at the shelter. He also we do not use his full name as security concern. He's from Honduras and arrived in Tijuana after traveling through Mexico by riding on top of trees and walking. And before coming to the shelter, he slept on the beaches. Now he has a deep calm that just won't go away. I was sick all the way from Mexico City to here, he said. I had everything. Cold. I was really sick. So the doctors hand him cough drops, and now he has time to rest in a safe place. I feel like I'm home, he said. I'm improving every day. For NPR News, I'm Melissa Jung Perry, Tijuana. Thank you very much, everybody. 
Welcome back in 347 That's President Trump arguing with Chuck and Nancy in the Oval Office. Who's going to take responsibility for the government shutdown, which he said he would. You heard him say it. All of a sudden, he's saying it's the Democrats. Boy, oh boy, I tell you, what a difference a couple of days make. It's uh, 35 minutes after the hour. Once again, you're in tune to the serious side. Just for folks who are on hold, if you want to get in, just press 1. We'd love to hear from you. And if you've already pressed 1, and if you want to get back in, press 1, and then press 1 again. We'll bring you back. All right, so uh, the first segment was actually about the resignation of two senior uh, 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 cabinet members, or should I say the Secretary of Defense, and then the guy who was hand-selected to run the war uh, in Syria. They all resigned because of the fact that they disagreed with the president's policies on this, the fact that he didn't get in contact with allies, the fact that he didn't do what normal – he didn't go through the normal uh, what they call – Diplomacy protocol, Mr. Elias. You know when you're in fight, when, when you're in tune, or when you're in fight, or when you're in war with with your uh, allies. You know the right thing to do is say, "Hey, we're going to make a major move just to make sure you guys are ready." Do you agree or disagree, or whatever the case may be? Sky didn't do it because he feels he's the king of the United States, not the president of the United States, and he can do what the hell he wants to. He's getting a sad, sad lesson that it doesn't work that way. All right, so now government shutdown. Like Vanessa said. It's partial. The whole government is not shut down. But the fact that, once again, here we are, these people playing with folks' lives. I mean, Mr. Elias, it's a tragedy. There are people who are not going to get money for Christmas. And if you work for the government, some of these positions, look, I'm a veteran. I I spent uh, 14 years in the military. There are people who work for the government that live from paycheck to paycheck. So now... Don't get me wrong, they're going to get this money back. But at the end of the day, because of the fact that the president is throwing a temper tantrum over the wall, he's not going to fund the government. And they were going to give him $1.5 million just to take care of some of that. I mean, come on, Mr. Elias, your thoughts. Well, my, my thoughts are this, man. Um, look, <laughs> you know, whether it be Christmas or not, don't. if I work for my money, you damn, you damn well better pay me. You know, so... Why is he shutting the government down? Because he's having a temper tantrum. He has no, no earthly idea of what's going on with, with people's lives because it doesn't affect him. If it affected him, then, hey, guess what? Then the whole world would revolve around it and things would stop. People don't understand that this man is a narcissist. He's a narcissist to the fullest extent of the law. He just cares about himself. He don't give a damn what happens to anybody else. So the government shut down. He, he, he said, I'll take credit for it. Yeah, I'll do it, and I'll shut it down. Now he's, now he's backtracking it. Now he wants to put it on his Democrats. Come on, man. Either you're going either you're gonna, either you're gonna to stand up and have some, some cojones about yourself, or you're not. I just, I, this guy is just, I, I don't understand how anybody, anybody in their right mind could back a racist like this. And if you can't say he's a racist, then something is wrong with you. Well, let's take it away from that for a second, though, because, listen, the bottom line is we tell people all the time, you vote your pocketbook, you vote what you believe in. Listen, there are some people who voted for this guy because of the fact they say, look, we believe in what he's saying. He's going to have a, a, a positive effect on our pocketbook. So if he's an <laughs> ass, so what? If he's a racist, so is what? It? Because that's, that's just a small problem. price to pay. I'm just telling you, this is how some people think. Because I know a lot of people who voted for this guy. They're not racist. I know a lot of people who have. Well, okay, but 
<laughs> Look, man, I'm not going to vote for something that I don't believe in. I don't. If you're not a racist, then you shouldn't vote for him. Bottom line, you bought in your pocketbook, he ain't helping your pocketbook. He's killing your pocketbook. So if you're not a racist, you shouldn't be voting for him. Bottom line. Jack, Jackie, you've Jackie, you've been relatively quiet. Well, what's your thoughts on this whole thing? You haven't said anything. What do you think about the government shutdown? Then I have a comment from our official texter, Johnny D. I'm going to read that live. But go ahead. Uh, I just think it's ridiculous. He's doing nothing but just being who he is, what Mr. Elliott says. He's a narcissist. If it doesn't affect him, he doesn't care. I mean, that's just his whole attitude throughout this whole so-called presidency of his, not. He, he, he think he's a king. Bottom line, he think he's a king. He can do whatever he wants. And it's ridiculous. It, it really is. And, you know, listen, once again, if you want to vote for the guy, fine. But you can't if, – if you're not going – if you're not willing to admit that what this guy is doing, when you have – we're talking about lifelong Republicans – Leaving the party because of the way uh-huh. he's doing business. If you're if you're going to turn a blind eye to that, then you don't want to listen to any reason. You, you just want to you know you you have your blinders on. You don't want to look at what this guy is doing. Let, let me read comments here from our resident texter, the official texter of this show, uh, Johnny D. He says the Syrian policy. He said in 1991. When the U.S. entered the Middle East, the one thing most agreed was the fact that the U.S. didn't finish the Iraq invasion of other Arab countries. This led to terrorism acts in 2001, 9-11. The Syrian genocide is one of America's shameful and negligent moments. The American policy under both President Obama and Trump will undoubtedly lead to the resurgence of ISIS and other terrorist movements. We should not be surprised that Trump wants to remove assistance and troops from Syria. Once again, the biggest supporter of Assad is Vladimir Putin. The ties to Russia continues to weaken the American position in the world with allies and adversaries. He said, lastly, a comment on the caller Larry. It's alarming to think a person that claims to have served this nation in combat and military service believes that Donald Trump's positions on anything does not weaken this country. It is just a plain liar or a racist. This is he's, this country is just a plain liar or a racist. You know, uh, strong words. And, you know, Johnny D's right when it came. You know, listen, I wasn't a fan of how President Obama handled that whole red line thing. I have to be honest with you. And, you know, a lot of talks were still there it's behind the scenes said that Joe Biden really wasn't a fan of that either. So, you know, we're not saying that President Obama is the greatest thing since sliced bread. No one is. But what we are saying is, is that when you make decisions, Vanessa, when you make these decisions, you have to be thoughtful. When you are the president, you are the one that's in charge. So if you're going to make a decision, and you have every right to do this, then at least Follow standard protocol. At least do your due diligence. Just don't wing it. I was looking. At, I was looking at something on. Uh, I was looking at something on YouTube the other day, where they talked about how uh, every time his famous his fa- President Trump's famous phrase is, 
uh, you know, we're looking into it. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're going to come out. Uh, we, we have something on this soon. And, and, and all he's doing is buying time because he don't know what, what he's going to do. He's just making his stuff up as he goes. And people who have sat in the Oval Office with this guy have concurred and approved this. The secretary, listen, the secretary of state said he was an idiot, that he doesn't read. How can you run the country and you're not reading your briefing reports, your intelligence briefs? Come on, man. I was watching something the other day where George Stephanopoulos, he had an interview with President Obama the last month he was in office. And he he was asking him questions about Donald Trump. And President Obama being very dim, diplomatic about this, when I think George asked him, uh, what do you like about him? And President Obama said in so many words, well, you know, the thing is, he, he he's very confident, you know, and you have to be confident to be president. And he feels that he can kind of do things uh, based on his beliefs and, you know, and and he said something along the lines of not, you know, with limited information. And George stopped the president this, hey, does that bother you? The fact that this guy doesn't read? The fact that this guy just makes his stuff up? Come on, Americans, you got to be smarter than this. Got to be smarter than this. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Looks like uh, my, my eyes deceive me. Or this the smartest man in the world is in the house. Would you say Vanessa? Yeah. I mean, would you say Vanessa? You, you mean the fact that every time they've been showing our weekend, he says nobody knows this more than me. Nobody knows about. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know more than the generals. He knows I more know than the generals. Yeah, than... he does. I, I know more the than the generals. He ain't, and he yeah. ain't never been to the military. I know. I mean, he. I know. Yeah. I know. He, he had foot spurs or something. He had something going on with his like, hip, bone really? spurs or something. He was hurt. He couldn't do it. Freaking clown. He's he idiot. knows everything more than everybody. I know he does. All right, let's bring in uh, the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Spree. And I think, uh, Miss Elias, if you can check in with Larry, if you see he wants to make another comment, because, you know, we, we told Larry to hang in there, so I want him to respond to some of the stuff that we're saying. What's going on, Mr. Jerome okay. Spree? How are you doing, sir? I'm good, man. How you doing? Hey, just another day in Trump land, brother. Jerome. You're what? What, Vanessa? Oh, Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas. Uh-huh. I Hi, Jerome. Hello. I thought I thought you said he's in prison, Jerome. I'm like, who's in prison? <laughs> that was my well, he should be. <laughs> yeah, he should be. Oh man, he should be. Merry, yeah, he should be. Merry Christmas, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jerome, listen, we're talking about the fact that the government is closed for business, the fact that the president threw a temper tantrum because he didn't get what he wanted with this wall. Now, Democrats and Republicans both voted, you know, was it last year uh, on a, uh, is it a CR? And the fact that it had $1.5 million in it for this wall, and he was good with it, he was fine with it, but then all of a sudden Rush Lumbaugh started talking. Here's here's another guy who avoided military service. Here's another guy who skipped out on Vietnam. You know, it kills me, these flag-carrying bastards who wouldn't even serve their country, but they can stand behind a mic and reap the benefits of living in this country. This guy is is a gazillionaire, all because of a country... This country provided this for him, and he didn't even serve in military combat. He ran away just like that coward we have in the White House. But then he wants to stand around and talk like he's the American dream. Ann Coulter, what the hell has she ever done in life? These people are idiots. Your thoughts, man. Yeah, let me tell you. 
here's why I get mad at my people so much. It's because, Jesus you know, Christ. they can do egregious stuff, like just right in your face, racist, crazy stuff. And I swear if we get a parking ticket, we're like, well, he need to go to jail. He got a parking ticket. Like, we are so hard on ourselves. These dudes are blatantly, like, blatantly racist and crazy. They don't care who they starve. They don't care if they starve government workers. They will lock children up. They got a doggone internment camp. Like, they don't care. And then everybody else is complacent. And I mean other white folks are complacent to be like, yeah, there's some, there's some children locked up and they shouldn't be doing that. That ain't right. But that's not outrage to them. We, we don't do outrage because we will have a fit, you know, if, if like any, it's like the drug thing, you know what I mean? Like in the 80s, 90s, we were like, hey, you do drugs, you need to go to jail. We were all cool with that, you know what I mean? Like if you are addict or whatever, they sent them to jail. Now it's like we have to have compassion because we're losing our kids. And now people are changing their mind, and black folks are even being flaky about that to even pacify them. We need to still keep the outrage and not let them off the hook for none of this. Because anybody, like my, the congressman in my area said something like, there's blame on both sides for the shutdown. No, there's not. There is no blame on the Democratic side because the Republicans control the House and the Senate. And they can't say, oh, because in January they're going to take over, they have the responsibility in January. Well, where the heck were you for the last two years? Y'all take the responsibility for all of that. But, you know, the news, again, always makes it an even fight. They always kind of do these false equivalents. You know, they both need to compromise. They both need to do this. And the Republicans has been running roughshod over this piece with laws and a tr- trillion dollars in debt. You know, they're just adding to it, and we are complacent. To be like, well, that's what they do. We need to, like, again, not let any of them off the hook, and that's why everybody needs to cheer when Donald, Donald Jr., Ivanka, will all of them go to jail. We need to cheer, and don't don't act like... We should be sad. It's a bad day for this country. It'll be the best thing to happen in this in this piece when those guys get put in jail with Mike Pence, because they yeah, let them say, run don't leave them out. Yeah, that we're letting them run roughshod. They're doing all of these unethical, immoral things, and we have you know the evangelicals who are backing them. We need to shun them too. Anybody who anybody supporting this administration. As far as all that stuff is concerned, we need to let them go, and we need to stand firm on that. I agree with you on that. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Mr. Elias, uh, do you have anything for us? Oh yeah, uh, you know, I, I I agree totally with Jerome, but uh, Larry wants back in, man. He said he wants to. That's what I'm asking. Yeah, let's straight. let's bring yeah let's let's bring let's let, uh, let's bring Larry in. Go ahead and bring him back in. Welcome Ms. back Cat in, Larry. Larry. Welcome back into this. Welcome back in uh, to Serious Side. Larry, your comments, sir. Let me back in. It's like I told you, Screener. So much misinformation, so little time. Good God. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, go ahead. We have two minutes left in the set. I could go back to the previous segment where we're talking about the border wall, and you had that going there. I suppose I don't know how much time I got. How much time do I have to to say what I got to say? How much? Go ahead. Okay. Look, on the border. Now, we're talking about a $4.4 trillion budget. $4.4 trillion. According to the government accounting office, we're spending at least $18 billion a year on just health care for illegal aliens. 
$15 billion a year. That isn't counting the ancillary costs of education, law enforcement, crime, and everything else. And they're squawking from the people who spent $100 trillion on the war on poverty, $100 trillion, give $500 million every year to Planned Parenthood to butcher children in the womb, and these people can't come up with $5 trillion, $5 billion for border security. This is beyond belief, but that's okay. If that's what they believe, that's what they believe. Now let's go on with the idea that uh, uh, the the government is being shut down. 75% of the government will still function. Thank you. They're not shutting down essential services. The armed forces will be paid. Federal law enforcement will be paid. The federal courts will remain open. United States Postal Service will deliver. Most of the essential... Look, the parks will not be open. But even then, states are picking up the slacks for that. So this is ridiculous to think that the government is being shut down. It's absurd and it's not true. Let him finish. Let him finish. Let him finish. Let him finish. Now, after I heard this, I heard a tacit, implicit, express approval for this slow-rolling coup against the President of the United States, lawfully elected by some of the most corrupt, high government officials in the FBI and the Department of Justice I've ever seen in my life. You've got Peter Strzok, Andrew McCabe, Rod Rosenstein, Andrew Weitzman, Robert Mueller... All of them are engaged in activities that have come out under oath, under oath, with evidence sworn to, even by the principles themselves, indicate that the United States Constitution and the law... I'm sorry, I can't take it no more. Thank man. you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, your can't take it. I can't take this up no more. All Republicans, all Republicans that you're oh, talking man. about. He's talking about all Republicans, and he's saying that people so and so what these people aren't getting paid. Damn that! If I work for a living, I want to get paid. Okay. Damn that! Okay. I don't care if I'm oh, a garbage God. man. I want to get paid. I don't care. Oh, if I go to work, I want well. to get paid. Jay, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jerome, wait a minute. <laughs> Do me a favor. Can you stop screaming uh, people um, getting on this show? Uh, because you know that hurts uh, my head. They're so used to doing that with Rush Limbaugh uh, and all this outrage and throwing out um, information that's inaccurate, right? It's like billions of dollars have been spent on this, trillions have been spent on this. This doesn't work. Stop coming on here ranting. That's not what we do on Sunday. So the issue is... Yeah, but here's today. the deal, Jerome. Jerome, do me a favor. No, 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 no. This, no, no. this, this is what we need to do. Okay, no, but this is what we need to do, though. But, see, this is the kind of stuff, because remember we had our Republican partner who turned to a Democrat? Because he was saying the same stuff when he was sending us these messages. Well, we have to set the record straight when people call in here with this nonsense, man. You can do that. I mean, I won't you be just here. have to. You can oh, do that. I won't geez. be here. I can't take the yelling of that. That that stuff drives me nuts because it's fake outrage. It's what, it's what rally up um, anarchists. Right, so they get on and they start yelling like they're fake outrage, like you know they're killing people in the womb, they're doing this. You don't, you're stepping over homeless people. You're shooting people dead in the, I mean, just leaving them dead in the streets. And then there's no outrage for black people getting killed by police, but there's outrage mm-hmm. because someone, um, because Planned Parenthood exists that that doesn't even really do abortions. They're not funded for no abortions by federal government. But he got on here and right. sat here and yelled that like it was true. Yeah. 
All I'm yeah, saying is yeah. that we can't. We have a responsibility Jesus. to the people who are listening to our voices to not play in the propaganda. They can do that over there, but if anybody's listening to me, I, I really kind of appreciate the fact that yeah, we do give you factual information, and some of the stuff is coming from our perspective. But we're doing that so you don't have to go through and sift through garbage that we just heard. That is that's nonsense, and that's kind of unacceptable. We I understand that we need to bring up those issues, even if we have to shoot them down. I understand that. But I don't understand the fact that we give somebody a platform while we're talking to do propaganda. Because that's why them fools are flipping out and they're crazy now. You know, talking about this un- unlawful thing about getting rid of the, the president, right? They were talking that noise about Obama all day. Obama didn't break yeah. no laws, but they were yelling that. But now, since yep. we say that, and it's their man, and this dude is actually breaking laws. So I'm not saying that. I am telling you what the judge already ruled. The judge already yep. ruled this in, in court. So we're not kind of making that up. But we shouldn't have to spend time defending ourselves against that because that is low-hanging fruit. That's uneducated people. I don't care what kind of facts that they get off of right-wing media. Those dudes know that they're lying. Sarah Sanders knows that she's lying when she goes up there. Talking about. Oh, yes, she and, does. Right. And even when they're like, the crowd size was bigger, and they're showing two photos, and they're telling you the one that has less people is more people. Like, what kind of nonsense is that? So I would, I would prefer. <laughs> You're right. I, you don't have to do jack that right. I say. But I would prefer that we give our audience a break of hearing all of that hostility and craziness when it comes to them feeding garbage. If you want to be hostile about something that's true, you know, like people getting shot by police officers who had their hands up, that's outrage. Outrage is not your fictitious, I can't believe what's going on with the education system. Education system ain't been good for us since forever. So your newness in this don't do anything for me. You know what I mean? We have things to be really outraged about. So, you know, bless him for feeling like um, he, you know, want to listen to this show. But coming on this show, trying to stir the conversation is crazy to me. We need to be smarter than that, and we can't allow that to, be ha- to happen. You don't get to change our conversation and let our listeners listen to nonsense. They can listen to Fox on their off time. We don't have a lot of time for that. They can listen to Rush Little Boy as well. Yep. You know, beautiful segue, uh, giving our listeners a break. Let's give them a break right now, shall we? Let's step out. Uh, Johnny D has responded to Larry as well. <laughs> Read his comments. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the serious side.
1272 that was Obama calls we'll talk about that but it's time welcome back into the serious side of the JRL show which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS radio network online radio and it's best to say good morning to our palace let's say good morning to the very lovely Miss Vanessa Maybelli from the Macanelli hey Vanessa hey good morning everybody Merry Christmas this is morning. you go ahead on Miss Claus and to the smartest man in the world, the one and only Mr. Jerome. What's going on, Jerome? Yes, sir. Good morning. How are you? Hey, man. Just another day in paradise. No palm trees. Mr. L.E.S. Uh, in the house. Good morning, Mr. L.E.S. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. And we'll introduce her even though she's here, but she's going to come back in a few. Uh, Jackie's in the house. Good morning, Jackie. How are you? Good morning, everyone. Happy holidays. All right, Mr. Elias, can we say hello to some people in the chat room? Yes, we got uh, uh, Easy Riders in there. Covina Man was Oh, there. Easy. Covina uh, in the uh, house on his bike, probably. And Vobo uh, Bright. Oh, what's up, Vobo Bright? Happy holidays. Haven't seen you in a minute. And, of course, like I mentioned at the top of the show, a moment of silence for the machine that's really carried the TGRS radio network for all these years, nine years to be exact. We're kaput, so I do not have my connections <laughs> to this, our social media outreach people that where we go. But I do know the pastor is tuning in because he has just sent me a text on my personal cell phone. And if you do have that number, you can send me texts and I'll read them over the air. But I know that uh, probably Mariana Music's in the house. Kevin usually tunes in. Mike's in the house probably more than likely. Just the usual suspects who listens to the show. Happy holidays to you and your families and I hope that you have a safe holiday season. And I hope you get everything you want for Christmas. Now, on that note, let's reintroduce. Oh, let's say what's up to Momo BZ. Hey, Momo. You know, Momo sent me a note this week, Miss Elias, saying that, uh, you know, she saw Dionne Warwick on this show. And uh, and I was like, well, in Momo, I thought she was dead. I said, "Uh uh-oh, Dionne Warwick, she finna go. If she wasn't dead, she gonna die now because she has been touched by Momo B in the death wish. That's a running joke on the Jay Ross show. We'll explain it to you one day. Also, what's up to Kathleen Williams? Uh, under the weather this morning, but she's tuning in. What's up, girlfriend? Hope you get better. And uh, we'd love to hear your voice, but I hear your voice is not really doing well. So uh, anyway, give it a rest. We can handle it while you're not here. All right. The director of social media outreach. Oh, Johnny D's in the house as well. You'll be hearing from him momentarily. I'm going to read his comments about Larry here in a second. But the uh, director of social media outreach, Jackie's in the house. Jackie, tell people how they can get in contact with the show when the show's not live or even, or even when the show is live. What can they do to be in contact with the TGRS radio network? If you want to keep up with the TJRS radio network, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram in all three pages have the same ending handle, facebook.com slash groups, twitter.com, instagram.com slash TJRS radio. And if you want to email us about anything, you can email 
at SeriousSide at Outlook.com. Keep up with us. All right, there you go. Maybe I shouldn't, maybe I should not, maybe Mr. Elias, I shouldn't make those connections. Of course, everybody over there on Twitter, right? Get on over there, you know, because I don't know if I'm going to be able to reconnect with all of these connections that we lost when the machine went down. So anyway, get out there on Twitter if you can hear our voice. We can listen to you and stay in contact with you there as well. All right, 347-850-1272. It's uh, almost 10 minutes after the hour on a beautiful Sunday. Hopefully it's a beautiful Sunday in your neck of the woods. Let me read what Johnny D wrote about our main man, uh, Larry. Let me bring it up. He says, look, although I respect the right for Larry to express his beliefs, Larry is the reason why we have a radicalization and a terrorist watch list. Wow. Larry, you're not very popular on the show this morning, sir. Nothing against you, but the bottom line is is that uh, there are outlets for you to go listen to if you like that type of stuff. Rush Limbaugh is on every day, Monday through Friday. Don't know what stations, but I'm pretty sure you can find it. Also, you can turn into Fox. But even though Fox, Mr. Elias, you know, they're starting to come at President Trump as well. So who knows? Trump, you know, Fox they is saying, wait a minute. Him. Yeah, this guy's even too crazy for us. <laughs> so maybe we need to read. You, know, you still got Sean Hannity and that judge, and you know, you know, Laura Ingram. You still got those goofballs that's following them. But the rest of them are like, hey, hey, wait a minute, this guy is nuts. We need to walk away. Nothing to see here. Walk away. <laughs> Time to move wow. on from this guy. You know, at some point in time, our scruples have to kick in, and even us at Fox can no longer condone this type of behavior. Now, you know, we want to end the show this morning on a positive note, as you, if you heard the lead-in. You heard Obama calls. President Obama went to visit a hospital in Washington, D.C., one he's been visiting for years. Uh, you know, when you see this guy and you see what you have in the White House now, I mean, it's like night and day, Mr. Elias. The fact that the current occupant of 1600 Avenue, and as a veteran, you should already be upset by this. On Veterans Day, the guy didn't even go to the freaking, he didn't even go to the, to the cemetery. He didn't go. But you have veterans giving this guy their purple hearts? Are you, are you kidding me? He didn't even go lay a he didn't even go lay a wreath at the unknown soldier's tomb. This guy don't care about y'all. He has to even been to the cemetery just, you're across stupid. the street. Jay, just across he the hasn't freaking been to the street. Well, he actually went. Uh, I saw something in the news. It was so under the radar. He did actually go to Arlington. Was it last week or a week before last? He did go. But you know, oh, come please, on, Jay. That's because it was a bad this publicity. Get him uh, this guy, man. It's, he doesn't care about anything. So, President Obama, Jerome, let's keep it positive. Uh, visited uh, the uh, hospital. Visited the hospital in uh, Washington D.C. Kids who are fighting cancer. Uh, just to see him walk in and with his Santa Claus hat on, and you know, just to see what type of Still, the impact that this man has on this nation. I think that's the only silver lining out of all this that we can always go back and look at something that was in existence not even you know two years ago. Uh, remember what it's like to have a real leader in the White House. I don't know. I'm wrong. No, I'm taking there a deep breath. I don't know how to respond to that. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> are you crying? <laughs> don't cry now. There's no crying in baseball, Jerome. 
tell you something. It's like almost having an absentee father. Like you had one, he was there all the time, and he just left. Like he went out for a pack of cigarettes. It's uh, like, kind of wrong, right? So every time you look at him, you look at wow. how, how life used to be. Wait, I, he, I forgot what he said, and I kept saying, you know, you don't have a president now that can run two sentences together. But when he comes yeah. around, everybody's pumped. And it's like, you know, you, if you can't see what you're missing, there is something wrong with you. But it kind of makes you sad on the holidays to know that, um, you know, that somebody could be there with sense that they hated on. And now that your parents got divorced, he seemed to, but he seemed to be good people. <laughs> it's like, oh, damn. We want him back. <laughs> that's how that's going to look bad. So, let me ask you this, Mr. Elias. I mean, so now he's in Washington, D.C., and, you know, we talked about this before he left office, the fact that normally ex-presidents, they get up out of town. He's still around, still not that far from his old house, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. In, in all seriousness, let's remove the fact that, you know, he, it's President Obama. I, I mean, you think he's doing too much? Should he adopt the George W. Bush uh, routine and say, hey, let me just stay out of the cameras. Even though I know George W. Bush is probably going places, he's just, he doesn't have the charisma and the popularity of a President Obama. Thank you. Somebody's brought up uh-uh. war crimes in, in Geneva, Switzerland, and you're like, he should do what he did. It's like, that dude is under war crimes. They're <laughs> looking for him. <laughs> so, you can't compare Obama to them dudes. They're criminals. I'm talking about the standard yeah. protocol, Jerome, of a president I'm just fading in the background. You set, you set L.E.S. up. I'm trying to help my brother. You set him up. I know you are. That's what you do. That's what you do. That's how you are. We had a moment a couple of weeks ago, and it's gone. I mean, you know, come on. Uh, <laughs> but but what I'm saying, though, is the fact that, yeah, I know George W. Bush. Uh, I, I see pictures of him at different places. And, and you know, and so he's, you know, he's doing what he can, you know, behind the scenes with some of his charities and things of that nature. But, I mean, you know, maybe this is just because President Obama is so popular and that because of what we have, people are yearning for leadership. So every opportunity they get to put this guy in front of folks, they do it. And so I've heard from some of the Republican people that I hang around with or that's in the same area or in the same zip code with me about how, okay, this guy's trying to run a shallow a shallow government. You know, he, he's trying to get back in the, in the limelight, you know, go away. Hey, he's just showing up and doing what he wants to do, Mr. Elias. He can't help it that the cameras and everybody else wants to, you know, put this out there for the world to see how it used to be when we had a president that was thoughtful and, you know, and thought things through. What say you? Well, I, I say this, I say this, man. If he went to the hospital to spread joy and cheer to kids, God bless him. And if the, and if the cameras followed him like that, he was a charismatic person, man. That's just what that's, that's the bottom line. That's it. It gets no more better. It gets no better than that. And you know, you know, any time you go out in the public and you're mob like that, some some that says a lot about your character and your personality, man. You know, and it, I I I just I I miss having that guy in office, man. I miss having a normal president in office. You know, I, I really do. I really do. I, I hate to I hate to put it be so blunt like that, but I really miss having a normal person in office. I do. Yeah. When I was those of you who are not as scared, not scared, you should be very frightened. 
at this point in time. Yeah, I, I mean, and this is here's the thing though, and, 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 and kind of going back to this other guy, you know, people act as if we're, we just hate Trump, which I'm not a fan, but you know, people think that we just say this stuff because we're the opposition party. That's not true. You're hearing prominent Republicans saying these things about him. I mean, when I watch TV and read this stuff. These are Republicans. Steve Schmidt, who was John McCain's right-hand man, has just, I mean, my God, you just see all these Republicans who are saying this guy is unfit for office. But how Trump turns this around, he says, well, you know, this is just the establishment coming after me because I'm, you know, I'm shaking things up. I'm doing things differently. You know, and then I always say this on this show, how people talk about, well, he's my kind of president. You know, I, that's the kind of guy. I want someone in office like me. Hey, dude, you can't be the president of the United States, so why the hell do you want him to be the president of the United States? It's crazy. Uh, listen, <laughs> well, we hey, introduced like, her. That's like I, I, I see the, uh, the, the statement that says, since you want somebody like that for your next proctology exam, why don't you go get a plumber to do it? you got to have somebody in office that, that knows what the hell they're doing. Gotcha. Absolutely. Well, listen, uh, Miss Kathleen has uh, decided to check in. Let's bring her in. Uh, Miss Kathleen Williams, happy holidays. What's going on? How are you, ma'am? Hey, happy holidays. Oh, wow. 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 Yeah, I have yeah. a cold. I have a cold. But yeah, I'm oh, with sorry, Daniel, yeah, but You're Thank better, Stover. You. You're better. Thank you so much, Fred. I was listening and thinking about President Obama going into the hospital, and some of the things you yeah. all were saying, I was just giggling. He's like, well, why don't the other presidents fade into the background? Like, well, as black people, we can't fade anywhere. We don't fade into the background. We go out, people you know, and that's just this part of our existence. And not only that, but as a, as a guy that he is, he is so, not only charisma, right, but he's got the walk, he's got the, he, he's got the statuesque, he's got the flair, he has everything. I doubt seriously that his people call the media. You know, um, George Bush, I'm sure, goes to visit people in the hospital and all that stuff. When he goes, nobody calls, you know, nobody, they would see him walking by. And sit there with the camera saying, anybody got anything? You know, anybody got anything we should cover? They see George Bush going right by. And they'd be like, oh, man, we need a story, right? But if, if, if Michelle and Barack Obama move, wait a minute. They're like, wait, 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 wait. We, the boss is on the move. He's going to, he's got to say the hat. Get on him. And they're following him. It just, it just is the nature of things, not just because he was an incredible president. Because, but because he is an incredible person, and everybody does want to see him. The nature of what we have here, this comedy show that is in the White House right now, <laughs> is, it is an absolute catastrophe. You know, like, when are people going to get it? The joke is over. The comedy show has long been over, and it's time for the adults to move into the room. So, you know... And I'm really not sure. I, I had so much hope for um, Mueller and his investigation, and I believe that it is bringing up more and more and more. But I think that the adults need to, you know, put away their video games and stand up and say, oh, okay, enough already. The kids have wrecked the country, 
let's get on the move. So Republicans, Democrats, Nancy, Paul, whatever y'all are, this is no longer a game. If you thought that this was play, play time, get out the kiddie pool and put on your adult bathing suits and jump into the deep end because this guy is taking the country straight to hell in a handbasket. And it's time for folks to quit playing around and, and step up and do what we elected them to do. And if they can't do it, listen, I got a, I got a coat over here, some Vicks Vapor Rub. Send me a car, <laughs> and I'll go down there. I'll pick you all up in Texas. Go grab Jerome up, at, up, up, up north in New York, and we could run this thing better than they can. I'm tired of this mess. And I really think that they need to get on the ball. Or are we going to need to take it over? Come on now. Yeah. You know, it's interesting you say that. You know, it's funny she says that because, you know, there are a lot of things that goes on in countries that we call like banana republics that you say could never happen in the United States. But we're starting to see it happen right here live, Vanessa. And, you know, in other countries when stuff get crazy like this, there's a coup. I mean, they say, okay, we've had enough. Let's just take over. And, you know, I'm thinking – that this is the closest that we're going to get to a coup. Because, you know, General Mathis, when, when the president put that whole thing out saying that, uh, well, you know, we're going to get rid of transgender folks out of the military, General Mathis is like, ah, oh, hold your horses. We're not doing any of that stuff, you know. So, I mean, him walking away, and I know we're kind of going back to this first segment, but, but, but him walking away, you know, I mean, I think he stayed as long as he did because he wanted to become that buffer. But when you get to a point where you say, look, there are some things that we can ignore that the commander chief tells us, but then there are some other things that we can't ignore, and if he's saying that we need to have a reduction in troops, I can't sit here and say, no, Mr. President, you can't do it, so I need to resign, but, you know, I, I just think that him leaving, you know, it creates a problem, because now this guy can go unchecked, and he can do what the heck he wants to do, because the Republican Congress is not going to do a damn thing. Hey, go and do what you need to do, you know? Knock well, first out. of all, he's, pat- he's padded the government with a lot of incompetent nincompoops, as my father used to call them. He, they're totally incompetent, so they don't even know what they're supposed to be doing, and the only reason they're there is to be beholden to him. And that's what he's done. That's what he's done in the Justice Department and every place else around him. The only person that's not bowing down, and Amorosa did this. We need to call her up. She's the one who said that they were going to bow down, but she didn't, we didn't know that that meant that he was going to be padding people that would bow down. He's hiring people that they're already in the bowed position, so nobody's going to stand up against them. So, you know, that that's what we're looking at right now. Nobody knows how to handle anything, least of all, you know, the, the, the people in the top offices that are supposed to be standing and checking the president. They're like, well, we can't check him. He's a loose cannon. If the longer I stay here, he's going to blow me up too. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting that we sit back idle. I mean, not we, but the you know the Republican Party. You know, Vanessa, the fact that the person he wants to put in charge of of the uh, uh, of the, the Attorney General, this person has already come out and said that you know he was very critical of the Mueller investigation. Uh, you know, the chief of staff that he has in place is temporary. This guy didn't want to be. He said, I'll do it because the president asked me, but basically, you know, put me as an acting chief of staff because I want to be able to bail when the ship starts going down. It's amazing how people, normal folks, you would think that they were normal, would see this stuff for what it is. It's blatant what he's trying to do with the Mueller investigation. It's blatant. 
And people sit back and act as if this is normal. And if President Obama would have done anything like this, Vanessa, they would have oh, went ape doo doo. Ape doo doo. Impeachment papers already. If 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 Obama had not got relinquished all of his business dealings, stock bonds, and cattle, and be in the kind of trouble that Trump is in with his businesses, they would have already started impeachment on Obama. Just didn't they start impeachment on Obama? Didn't they start impeachment on him when they said he wasn't born here? I think they started impeachment on him when he won the primary. They probably tried to put him out before he got in. Yeah. But see, but, but Jerome, when, when Chris Christie is the smartest go guy in the room, you know we're in trouble. When oh, Chris God, Christie you know, turned yeah. down the job. Yeah. And, and, That's and why he, that other man you know, is that, not going to quit his second job, y'all. No, he's not going to quit his second job because he knows that when this thing goes out, some of these people are some of these people. Jerome will be ruined for the rest of their lives. You know, Sean Spicer. Yep. I don't know what he's doing, but he, he, you know, he's going to be ruined. You know, uh, freaking uh, what, what's Sarah Sarah Huckabee? I, I mean, for yeah. her, I don't know how she. Can, I mean, she's going to be ruined for the rest of her life as well. I mean, there's but people. She said Jay that she wanted to go down in history as doing the best job as she could in that position. Well, it's not do- she's not doing the best job that she could because she's standing before the American people and lying through her teeth. But that is what she said. She wanted to go down, you know, in history as doing the best job as she could. And I'm looking at her through the screen like, you're standing there lying right now. So, you know. What, what does that say, what Vanessa? Did. Like, you're saying, I don't want to be the best um, White House communications person ever. I just wanted to go down as the best job that I can do. <laughs> like, right. That means they're going to all flip on them. When they get out of office, like Kellyanne Conway, there's no, there is no logical reason why her husband is saying what he's saying and she doesn't agree with him. Right? <laughs> he's terrible. He's giving her the blues. I can imagine like, how their household is. No, no. I don't think they're fighting. I think what she's la- she's laughing and she's doing whatever he tells her to do because she's going to write a nice little book about it. And he's like, I can't stand. You know for what you write, Jerome? You write about that. Yeah, she. I think she's just buying her time, and I think most of them are like that. It, it is like the guy who called. You know, when you start talking about Russell Limbaugh and, and people who listen to him, I think Russell Limbaugh knows he's lying. Matter of fact, in court, Russell Limbaugh said, "I'm a, I'm, I'm an entertainer." That's what he said in court. Because when he went to court for like his um, divorce stuff or whatever it was, he had to admit that he wasn't a news guy. He was like, "No, I'm an entertainment." So they they playing a, a draft a joke on people, huh? He's a draft dodger. That's what he is. Yeah, that's what he that is. Too. But to Kath, to Kathleen's point, we can't play around with them. We don't have time like that. Forget them. I don't care. If, see, they can play with everybody else's lives. We can't do that, and we shouldn't do that. It's unethical and immoral. But we should not do that. So that's why I don't like playing around with this stuff. Even when fools call in here and say what they say, it's okay to be that hostile and to bring that stuff from other shows, but you're going to have to take it someplace else because we don't have to respond to it like you, um, like it's some kind of urgency to us to know that you are creating fake outrage. You don't get the move. But, Jerome, don't you think that the the show should be able to let, I'm not saying let somebody rant and rave every time the show opens up on Sundays, but don't you think that other people should be able to call in and just say 
what they think. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're calling idiots because all of us are very knowledgeable as to what is going on in the news. I know I am, and I know you guys are. So to me, Vanessa Haynes, I don't care if he wants to call in and say what a wonderful person that Trump is because I listen to Rush Limbaugh. I I listen to Hannity. I like to hear what the other side is saying, me personally. I do. I have no problem listening to their show. I mean, that's fine. That's fine. Jerome, so, let me take Jerome, let me take this one, please. I was gonna say, let me like, take this one. Uh, but, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I, mean, I, I agree Vanessa, with you, Vanessa, that Vanessa, people should Vanessa, be able to listen, listen, but go ahead, to, Kathleen. We listen we listen to that side twenty four seven six days a week. This is the one opportunity that you have to hear common sense and the opposite side. Unless you're up all night listening to Rachel Ray Maydow, uh, Chris Hayes and Lawrence O'Donnell and even they don't cover what we cover here. If you're, unless you're listening to that and then you get the you get the real commonsensical side and the side that has some uh uh diversity to it. You know, and yeah, they then, need to listen and to more broad, Wait, hold on, let me finish. More broadly, because I, you know, more broadly than diversity, the black perspective is significant, and we don't get to hear it. So I don't need, and even whether that guy is black or white or Chinese or whatever, I don't know what he was, but you don't get to hear this. And everyone wants to say, well, we need to hear that. We hear enough of that side. What we don't hear is this, and we don't hear this on MSNBC, even if you're listening to Reverend Sharpton. You don't get to hear that. And so why do we need to diminish this by giving that airtime? I disagree. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Go ahead, Vanessa. It's not my show. No, I said uh, it's not my show. I just don't believe that it should be one-sided. I listen to CNN. CNN has both sides. They have a Republican person on Don Lemon's show and, and, and Jake Trapp on everybody else's show. They have Democrats on their on their panel, and they have Republicans on their panel. So I don't see why it can't be the same way because this is talk radio. I mean, you know. So I mean, it's just my yeah. opinion, and I ain't nobody. No, I agree. I, show, I, but, no, no, no. I, I think let, let me ju- let me jump in here now. Let me jump in here now. Let me listen. It's not the fact. Listen, we've had people call to this show and disagree. I think where the issues are uh, is when people come in and just spread just nonsense. And, and I think that's where you know. I, listen, everybody's level, tolerant levels, are at an all-time high because there are a lot of us in this country to realize that we are at a dangerous place right now. Okay, I mean, what's going on here with this guy in the White House? We are in danger. This guy is risking people's lives, Mr. Elias, with some of the things that he does, because there's a whole intelligence network that's going on. We have people that's embedded with the Taliban. We have people who are embedded with ISIS that he puts in danger with his nonsense. So some of us knows how deep this is and how serious this is. So for people to come out here with Republican talking points and things of that nature, blah, 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 there's a bigger issue here, Mr. Elias, and the bigger issue here is that we are in trouble. This guy is sharing secrets with Russian, with Russian diplomats and, our, mm-hmm. and people, things, that, things that our allies told him in confidence he's talking to these, these people in the White House about. This is serious yeah. business that's going on here. Yeah. This, this 
ain't a matter of what you believe, Republican or Democrat. He is dangerous. We've had Republican presidents that we've disagreed with, but we never thought that they were just flat out putting the country in peril. This guy's dangerous. He's well, dangerous. Like I, said, like I said, man, Amen. the bottom line is when you Amen. when you kiss and when you kiss and bow down to Putin, something is wrong. Something is definitely He's dangerous. Wrong. And and people don't people don't even see that. You know, and he and he doesn't believe his intelligence community. Seventeen intelligence community, seventeen officers in the intelligence community saying Putin affected the election. What did he say? I don't believe him. I don't. I don't know. I, well, what about the him. Washington Post re- 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 uh, reporter yeah. that was killed? I mean, yeah. th- this guy. This. I mean, this guy talks to the Turkish president and makes a decision to pull our troops out. He don't even talk yeah. to his own national advisors. Mm-hmm. Oh, Wake up! This ain't this, this. This doesn't have a damn thing to do with Republican or Democrat. He is dangerous. Period. You can't put someone in that office who don't know what they're doing. Listen to what I'm about to say. He doesn't read intelligence reports. Are you kidding me? This guy controls the most powerful military on the face of this planet. You folks need to stop this nonsense. Playtime is over. Him laughing at Marco Rubio, oh, good, good. you know, him, you know, cracking all these jokes. He, he, ha, ha. If you want comedy, go to your local comedy shop, comedy club. We don't need a comedian in the White House. We don't need a reality TV star in the White House. This guy is a joke. When are you people going to wake up and see this? Everybody wants immigration to be taken care of. But my they God, what that. this guy is doing is ridiculous. But I, I never thought in a million years, Ms. Elias, that we have to go on American radio and plead to the American public to wake up. This is nonsense. This is crazy. This is dangerous. We have young men and women out there. Their lives are at risk because of this fool in the White House. Our, dipl- our diplomatic relationships are going to hell in the handbasket. It is not coincidental that we have unstable crap going overseas in Paris, in London, in Germany. What's the common denominator? Those are our key allies, and they are in the midst of some nonsense. You know why? Because we have that idiot in the White House and the Republicans who control all branches with the exception of the judicial branch, and they really got to control that because they have their judges. These people are crazy. I need to stop this nonsense. Right. It's ridiculous. Nonsense. All right, Jerome, uh, here, give you the, give you the, go ahead, Vanessa. Give you the final word, then we got to get out of here. Go ahead. You do need on the show that is against what we say. Listen, we, we can have debate all day. Nobody's, this, nobody's knocking that. You can have debate all day. But the bottom line is, don't come and spread lies. Don't come and take the, Don't come and support. You can't sit here and be crazy and outraged about supporting Planned Parenthood when this fool is messing up our... He is creating world... He is affecting the markets. This guy has global outreach. You want to be outraged about something? Be outraged about that. Killing babies in their wounds. That crap don't even make sense. 
women use Planned Parenthood for, to get women's services for health. That's what they do most of the time. Read your information. Stop reading Fox News. Jerome, man, here, man, take it. Final thoughts, man. I can't do this no more. I'm getting a headache. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no um, I, I have no words for that. I, like I oh, said before. We can go there. Jesus Christ. Well, uh-oh. all I'm saying is that it, with, with people like that call in, we just have to stay on focus because they're just throwing you off their game. You know, people sit back and smile about them getting us off of our game. So that doesn't move me. It's just getting bad information out there for everybody else, which is kind of bad that we debate stuff that, um, again, like Kathleen said, that they get to see that crap all week. And so we get here, we can shoot it down really quickly. But I'm, I'm disgusted that major media won't shoot it down. So we'll have to take that and listen to them and say, even those guys, we're respectful to everybody because we're respectful people. But we do not have to consider things that are outside of the scope of consideration. So when you call in here or if you call in and ask something that we know is absolutely incorrect, they need to get muted. Because we, we should not have to take up the whole show talking about stuff that's not true. Because they hear not true stuff all day. We need to do something different. Amen. And on that note, we're going to take an NPR news update. Uh, here comes an NPR news update. We'll be back with uh, Chatterbox and uh, on a need to know basis. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Ross show. Candlelight vigil in Morocco this weekend for the two Scandinavian women killed last week in the Atlas Mountains. Hundreds of people attended to show their opposition to violence and religious extremism. They laid flowers at the embassies of Norway and Denmark to honor the two students. Authorities say they were killed by four men affiliated with the Islamic State group. The four have been arrested. Nine others have been detained over suspected links to the alleged killers. NASA's Juno spacecraft has just passed the halfway point in its orbital mission of Jupiter. As NPR's Joe Palco reports, the mission is taking longer than expected because of an engine problem first detected two years ago. It takes Juno 53 days to orbit the gas giant. That's how long it took when Juno first arrived at Jupiter in the summer of 2016. The probe was supposed to trim its orbit to 14 days, but a potential problem with its main engine persuaded mission managers to stay with the longer orbit. But that meant the mission is taking about three years longer to complete. It will now end in the summer of 2021. Scientists say the delay is actually working to their advantage because they are better able to plan what to do when Juno's orbit takes it closest to the planet. Joe Palka, NPR News. The private company SpaceX says the weather is cooperating and all systems are go for today's launch of a navigation satellite for the U.S. military. The top is scheduled for later this hour. It will be the company's fourth attempt to launch a new generation of GPS satellites after a week of delays caused by the weather and technical issues. I'm Giles Snyder, NPR News from Washington. All right, welcome back in uh, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's time for Chatterbox, and you know, uh, like I mentioned before, and I keep saying it, uh, we have some issues. At least not we, I. <laughs> some issues with a machine that's no longer uh, working. But uh, I'm pretty sure the chat room's open. And uh, Mr. Elias, man, uh, you have any comments from the chat room? Uh, 
Yeah, I just want to read two of them. Uh, okay. Evie Waters said that uh, on the GoFundMe page, they raised $20 million. And uh, yep. uh, my boy, Govina Man, came right back and said um, <laughs> he didn't know it was that many Ku Klux Klan members to raise that much money. In that short of a time. <laughs> also, yeah, I like well. to say, go to hell, Bobo Bright. Go to hell. I'm going to keep saying that to you, just so you know. Racist ass. Okay, wow. Okay, just watch it, Mr. Elias, this Sunday. All right, let, let me, like I said, I, I don't have access to uh, all of our uh, channels, but, you know, uh, the pastor has my personal cell number, and he uh, sent me a text. Let me just read what he said here. He says, one of the few times that I have to disagree with Brother Jerome. We all, he said, we all work with people like Larry, and for those of us who listen to the show wish that he would call in on a Sunday morning and get checked. He said, it is a dream come true for us. Uh, these people need to be exposed publicly for their beliefs. I pray for Brother James and his family during this Christmas season. All right, there you go. The pastor has checked in. And, uh, you know, Mariana Music, you have my personal number, too, I think. You can send me a text if you want to be heard. Until I make the connections, I apologize to everyone else. I do apologize. However, every Sunday, Rich Sister gives you an opportunity to tell you where you can go to to uh, express your opinions. Go to Twitter. Sign up right there. Uh, and if I can't make these connections, at least you will be heard. Or you can check in. World Famous Chat Room. Go to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash TGRS Radio Network. It'll take you right to the uh, show page. And you can check in there. Or you can just type in Serious Side. And that's S-E-R-I-O-U-S-I-D-E, all one word. Google that. It'll take you here as well. So there's many ways for you to get the show. Plus, if you have an iTunes account, you can go to iTunes and get the show. You can get it from everywhere. I think Intune has the show, so there are a number of outlets where you can go and listen to the show. Player FM, uh, Mixcloud, shows out there. You can listen to any episode you want to, live or Memorex. And on that note, you know what time it is. Five, four, three, two, one. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? To the flag of the United States of America. Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. I pledge allegiance to the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Mr. Jerome Spree. On a need to know basis, what do you have this morning, sir? Oh, you turn his mic. Is his mic on? Mic on? I'm not. I'm not on. You can't hear me? You're on now. now. Oh, okay. My bad, my bad. I'm just talking away. All right. You know, before I start, though, you know, every time you guys do Chatterbox, I I sometimes feel like when somebody mentions me directly, I probably should respond. So I'll just say this, that, yes, it's, it's good to have dialogue, but it is not cool to have dialogue about something that is going to disturb, that's going to be, um, disruptive to the show or that your listeners have to listen to mess. So the clan does not take Sunday off. So we don't have to respond to them every time they want to come on and disrupt the show. So if you're going to be racist and crazy, that's, that's fine. And y'all can deal with that on your own time. But technically we don't have to hear that. We have to hear that throughout the rest of the week. So that was, that, that's my point. And I don't normally, deal with that. I can you can walk away from whatever you want to walk away from. But believe me, 
when it's time to fight, most of y'all fools will be running while I'm standing there fighting. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't get that right. twisted for me not to want the conflict. I'm just telling you that when we're having a conversation and trying to make people smarter throughout the week or have them have an understanding of what's going on, we like to stay fo- I like to stay focused on that. But we can we can take it someplace else, but that's a whole different show. I don't think you're going to watch that one. <laughs> Play a public enemy. Don't forget you're going to have your public enemy, Radio Raheem thing going on. Hey, hey, that a Hey, you know how this goes. Stay close, Kathleen. Stay close. <laughs> what you say, Jerome? I sleep with my fist balled up. Why? Just in case somebody want to start something. <laughs> right. You know what? We, we you know they made new sex legal again. Y'all better watch out. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we like to stay focused while we're focused. Thank but you. Don't get that twisted. Don't take get that twisted for being for any kind of weakness. We don't talk to people. It, it's like if you if you on a short bus, we gonna we gonna knock your helmet off. We ain't gonna do none of that. You can drool all you want to, but I ain't giving you no tissue. So you do what you do and stay over there and drool with wrestling ball and those guys. But for us, all I'm saying is that when you go into your work day and you deal with these people, then you know that we deal with them too. But you can have more information when you go in there so that it does not move you emotionally and you won't want to hit them in the mouth. That's all I'm saying. Information stops you from wanting to hit somebody in the mouth for, for, for being egregious in their own beliefs. I'm not trying to make them smarter. Tell them turn the station. And I mean turn the station from Fox and Limbo. And I want to say something to the the pastor as well, because this is, this. I think, this is the, respectfully, pastor, this is a trick of the enemy, because this is exactly what Donald Trump does. As soon as the conversation gets too strong, he throws in a distraction. And people get excited about, you know, we'll check this one and check that one and, you know, let's yeah. respond to this. and let's, That's a distraction that takes you off course. When we it say, works. you know, this is, this is what we did and it works. And this is and even the word of God says, you know, stay focused. Do not go to the left. Don't turn to the left. Don't turn to the right. Go right where I said go. And don't allow the, your enemies to pull you one way or the other. And so that's that's all I'm trying to express. This the same with Rich Rome, and I'm gonna go back to my Vic vapor rug. No, no, no. You you know what? I will take time explaining to my people all day. Me doing that to a caller is not gonna happen. He ain't my people. All right. So our first story: U.S. stock dropped on Monday. See how I rolled out of that, Jay? I'm trying to help Jay out. <laughs> like, what the heck does, we made a left instead of making a right. <laughs> so, I, I, I'm glad I'm glad LES is on the mute button though. Good looking shot. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna have to check to him throughout the show. Mute, mute. Alright. So, so so US stocks took a drop on Monday as another day of big losses in the market. And all throughout the week they still lost um they're at the lowest levels in more than a year. Um, oil prices dropped below 50 barrels the first time since October 2012. So our markets are in the tank. So take that for your tax breaks. is going to make the, the markets better. All right. Mm-hmm. Life, life expectancy has gone down in the United States three years in a row. According to um, the CDC, gun deaths are at its highest levels in nearly 40 years. So suicide deaths by firearms in 2017 for white men 
23,854 for white women, 2,981 for black men, 1,322 black women, 165 Asian men, 322 Asian women, 58 native, 212 and native women is 35. So there you have it on those numbers. See, we just don't give you the news and paraphrase. There's the numbers in case you want to say it's even. We all do the same thing evenly. No, we don't. No, we don't. Those guns, those gun deaths are real. All right. Now, a mother of four is pardoned and received a special work visa that allows her to return to the United States a year after she was deported to Mexico. So Maria Mendoza Sanchez returned to the U.S. Um, 16 months after she was deported with her husband. Her hospital sponsored a work visa that allows her to stay in the U.S. for three years. So there you have it. There's one one out of thousands of bad stories that somebody was able to come back. Um, Chick-fil-A is due to become the third largest fast food chain in the country. They're overtaking Subway as the sandwich shop lost 25% of its customers in the past five That's years. That's right, baby. That's right. That's right, baby. Chick-fil-A all Chick-fil-A. the way. Chick-fil-A too doggone high. That's why we get out of here with that nonsense. Get on out of here, Jerome. We're not listening to what you have to say. You have two more stories, man. I got to sit you down after that dog. Wait, talk about no Chick Fil A, baby. Chick Fil A grew so fast this year that they're expecting to surpass Subway in the list of largest restaurants, um, even though their shops are only open six days a week. And the reason this is is their yearly sales could possibly top ten billion dollars. So McDonald's is in the top is good. spot. That's the reason, Jerome. That's because, chicken is good. That's because their prices are high. through the story. And their, their, their chicken is good, Jerome. Well, their chicken is good. I'm just saying their prices are high. That's why they're overtaking mm. Subway since Subway's prices are lower. We're talking about money, not volume. So they're about to take them because they're making more money. You get more for number one at Chick-fil-A. You get more for number one than you get at Subway. Uh, Elias, this kid loves Chick-fil-A. I ain't gonna say nothing. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a spot. Man. Yeah, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I should have talked about Starbucks. They about to try Starbucks next. Are you good with that, Jay? Because you know, I can't mess with Chick-fil-A no more. Chick-fil-A has not been banned <laughs> off of this show. I'm, I'm with you, Jay. Uh, I, 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 I like to stop eating chicken, period. I'm just saying. Well, you know. Yeah, I see. Oh, I'm just saying. Because I was going to say... I'm going to go, I'm gonna go I'm gonna away until this like, segment is over. They just let me know when it's over. Y'all get crazy now. Go ahead, Mr. Elliott. You got it. I, I was going to say they're, they're hot like five guys, but, but never mind, Jay. Chick-fil-A's good, good chicken. It's good food. I'm trying to bring it back, man. Come back. Come back, Jay. Walk it back. Now, um, I'm back, though. I'm back. I'm back, man. I'm back. Just correction. It might taste good, but it's not good chicken. Why is she being a hater? Okay. Hey, Mr. Elias, can you control your no. frat, please? Can you control your whatever you call? <laughs> Mr. Elias, so please. Warm, Thank you. Okay, so well, whatever she is, get her, Mr. Elias. Get her, get her. Look, if Chick-fil-A don't sponsor this show, Chick-fil-A getting roasted. And I don't mean Kenny Rogers' way. So you might want to call in Chick-fil-A for your marketing department. Or it's going to be Kenny Rogers. All right. So a 
football coach is fired for attending the funeral of a team that he bullied against the parents' wishes and then taunted them on Facebook after after the service. So Jeffrey Wood showed up at this kid's funeral in Detroit on December 8th, despite the teenager's parents specifically asking them not to. Mm. Now, I don't know if he lost his job, but he needs, he needs to be brought up on charges. If you, you can't harass nobody, for one. And then you taunted and bullied him till he, till he killed himself. And now you're taunting your parents. You're a real, that's a real bully. That's Debo, for real. What does it do, Jeffrey Wood? Is? Go look him up on the internet. But that's, they should change his picture to Debo. Uh, Debo's picture to his. You talking to parents? All right. Uh, <laughs> Jesuits released a list of priests um, credibly accused of sexual abuse, abusing children in the last 70 years as a part of an apology to victims and their families. So the Maryland Providence um, um, Jesuits, a branch of the Catholic Church with over 16,000 members worldwide, disclosed a list as a part of the broader apology to victims and their families. I really don't have anything to say to this. I went to a Jesuit school, and they were actually cool people. I didn't go to them when I was younger. I just going to say that right now. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is a 70-year problem, but I, I didn't go to no Catholic school when I, was, when I was young, so that's out. All right, and, and actually, that was grad school stuff, so I wasn't here that long either. Right, so uh, Russian uh, trolls targeted Robert uh, Mueller with thousands of social media posts after he began to investigate Trump, according to a new report that came from the Senate. Now, this came from the Senate. Can you imagine what's going to come out when they find out what the the House has been holding back? It is going to be a flood by January 31st. Mm. People really want to turn off the show by then. But because the yeah. stuff that they're gonna reveal is gonna be nasty. But they they targeted Mueller with on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram um, to falsely convince voters that he was corrupt. And one post even claimed that he had worked alongside of a radical Islamic group. I think I think Russell Limbaugh said that too, if I'm not mistaken. He literally said that. I just thought I'd let Jay off the hook for that. All right. So Russian trolls. Uh, a bid to boost Trump by um, they, they were actually going after black voters to boycott the election. So they had um, some YouTube channels, 1,086 Facebook pages paid for in rubles. So the Senate report also put that out. They paid to, to persuade black people not to vote. Really? So it, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if you saw this. Chris Cuomo obtained a copy of a signed letter, which showed um, viewers on Tuesday night um, that Trump letter to build the Trump Hotel, condo, and commercial property in Moscow. In Moscow, um, they were saying there was no such letter. So on tu- on Tuesday, Chris Cuomo brought the letter, and Trump repeatedly said in 2016 in the campaign that he had no deals in Russia. So Giuliani, over the weekend, said that the letter didn't exist, but no one had signed signed it. And then when he showed them that he signed it, he said that um, the letter was BS because it never went anywhere. So, So first it didn't exist, then he said he didn't sign it, and then he said it exists, but even though he signed it, it was BS. These dudes lie like nobody's business. 
I can't believe wow. he still interviewed Giuliani. He's like, yeah, it exists, but I didn't sign it. Oh, I signed it? Well, I signed it, but it was never put in the force. We didn't do anything with it. Yeah, let that try to keep you out of jail. Now, yeah, um, really. <laughs> yeah. Now, China said that it opposed weaponizing of uh, weaponization of space, and they criticized Trump and ordered um, his new command center for his space force. They're saying do not weaponize space. Is what China's saying. They oppose it, which everybody should oppose it. We're gonna pollute and destroy this planet, so we want to pollute everything else in the atmosphere while we at it. Great. There's no climate change. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw this, but you know the Fresh Prince of Prince of Bel Air star Alphonse Roberto. Um, he's yeah. doing the creators of Fortnite and NBA 2K yeah. because they're using the dance mm-hmm. from the shit that he did in the show. And also, you know who, who also in March, um, Donald um, Faison, who played Turk on Scrubs, he tweeted, what? "Dear Fortnite, I'm flattered." So part of me thinks that I should talk to a lawyer. So I don't know what they took from him and his character. But they've been using oh, wow. something else on Fortnite. Yeah. Oh. And Chance the Rapper also wow. criticized them for leaving out um, songs associated with certain dances so the artists wouldn't share in the game's success. Oh. I don't know. Somebody, so everybody kept making light of it because they were like, you can't patent a dance and all this other thing. Apparently, Fortnite is selling black people CeeLo. <laughs> like, you know, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you saw Undercover Brother, but you're like, you can't steal somebody's stilo and just think, <laughs> I think you good. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, for the people who don't have black friends, find one and ask them what stilo means to us. <laughs> anyway, we're not right, doing we translation today. Girl. We have time for two okay. more stories or two more. Okay, so after becoming, this this is actually for Kathleen. After becoming the first girl to pitch a shutout in the Little the um, Little League World Series back in 2014, the 17-year-old Monet Davis has announced her intentions to play softball for Hampton University. She's on a full scholarship. Oh, oh. So, yes. Yep. Yes. I know. Yes. See? See? Thank yeah. you. Girl. Black girls rock. Now, I just want to say that she became the first Little League player to grace the cover of Sports Illustrated. She went out to appear in commercials. She threw the first ceremony pitch before Game 4 of the 2014 World Series. And her jersey now resides in the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York. Good job. Well, hallelujah. Thank you, Rome. I appreciate that. Hey, we had to do something. Here we go. Now, um, you know, uh, okay, okay, so, I, so now I'm going to have to throw this one out to Jay, because Jay knows this is going to be bad, because I can't go into Kathleen, I'm so positive, <laughs> but Jay don't like when my last stories are tame, so, so Jay, I, this is, this is yeah. for you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> now, a teenager, I'm going to, I'm going to ask the, the ladies to put this on mute, put themselves on mute for this one. Now, a teenager oh. who has been named only as Brian claimed that he traveled to an island off of Venezuela from his home in New York and had sex, took drugs, and drank alcohol for the first time. So he left, wrote on social media that he went to, um, to a whole another country just to have sex. I don't know what kind of money that kid had as a 16-year-old, but I'm sure it would have been a whole lot cheaper if he just stayed in town. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Jerome. I just appreciate wow. it. Thank you for 
Then he came not down on with the Sunday before Christmas. No, you're not going to end on that story. No. I oh, God. Okay, fine. No, no. I thought, uh-uh. I thought I could get away with it. I thought no, I could get away with it because no. I, I do it Jack. I'm not that sick. You only have 90 seconds. You better hear him so the live when it's going to listen to it. All right, all right, all right. All right. A, touch, a touching gesture from Ken Washington, who is 87, wrapped up 14 presents for a two-year-old as an act of kindness just before he died, and he stashed them. And his daughter gave the presents to the little girl's family for her to open for the next 13 years. Wow. There you go. That's a good one. Way to, hey, way, hey, way to bring it back. And thank you, thank you, thank you <laughs> Kathleen, for getting this guy on point for Crazy. <laughs> all right. All right. So, look, we're a minute away from the live audience, so we want to make sure that we say very Merry Christmas to you all. Hope you have a wonderful holiday. We'll be back here next Sunday, but I hope you guys have a great holiday. And we just want to say bye to you before we let you go. Now, folks who are listening on the line or folks who are listening via Memorex, which is most of our audience, you're going to get our final thoughts. Ladies, are first around here, let's go to the very lovely Miss Kathleen Williams. Final thoughts, Kathleen. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Kathleen. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, let's swing it around to you, Jerome. Uh, final thoughts. I'm deferring I'm to Elias. I took my. Oh, I'm deferring to Kathleen. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kathleen. I got stranded on the highway. Um, I just wanted to tell everybody, listen, congratulations. We have just a few more days in 2018, and if you're listening, that means you made it. So God bless you, <laughs> and congratulations, because this was a this was a a very challenging year for all of us, but we held uh, we held fast and we made it through. Um, blessed to make it through. And 2019, I am for our prophesying to all of you that it is going to be an amazing year, and a lot of the things that we see. Uh, rumbling right now are going to bubble right up to the surface and to the top. There will be a lot of redemption uh, happening in 2019. So hold fast, um, live your dream. You know, if you don't have a dream, figure out what it is and manifest it in 2019. God bless all of you and see you on the other side. Well, absolutely. Thank you so much. Uh, Jerome, Ms. Freeman, final thoughts? No, I deferred it to Kathleen, so LES is up next. Okay. Everybody have a good week. Yep. All right, there you go. Uh, before I read his, let's get final thoughts from the uh, our resident texter, Johnny D. He says, uh, to the contributors, listeners, and supporters, have a blessed holiday season. Well said, my friend. And the man that gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one only Mr. LES, final thoughts. Look, folks, you know something, uh, you know, if it, walks, if it quacks like a duck and it walks like a duck, it's a duck. Look, this dude's a racist. <laughs> and if you support him, you support racist views. And, hey, I'm, you know, if that, if that offends you, then I'm, I'm, I'm not sorry. I'm glad I'm saying it because you're, uh, if, you have, if you support racist views, then guess what you are? You're a racist. So, hey. It's what it is. I, I, you know, and if you got anything to say, say it to me. Don't send it to Jay. Say it. Send it to me. Be at the Jay Wild Show, but send it to me. I don't give a damn because I'm going to keep saying it because that's what I like to say. And to all those, have a Merry Christmas and vote right. You can go to hell. Leave it like that. All right. Um, <laughs> well, let me say like that uh, 
2018 has been a very challenging year for me personally. Uh, a lot has changed in my life from a personal standpoint, and not for the good. I mean, I lost uh, one of my dear cousins this year uh, to uh, ALS, and uh, it's just been a tough, tough year from a personal standpoint. But I do want to say from a radio standpoint, it's been an excellent year. Our listenership is up. God, it's got to be at least up 200%. I mean, people are tuning in to the serious side because they want to hear a different voice. And I want to say thank you to each and every last one of you who continue to allow us to take up space in your world. You don't have to listen to us. You don't have to download us on your devices. You don't have to do any of those things. But you choose to listen to us because apparently we're saying something that you want to hear. And to my radio family, people who I love and adore, they are the best in the business. So you tell a friend about us, and you tell a friend about what we do. Because we're not Fox News, we're not MSNBC, we're not CNN. We're just a bunch of friends that get together on Sunday morning and talk to you person-to-person, face-to-face, cheek-to-cheek, whatever you want to say. That's what we do here on The Serious Side. And, hey, if you don't like what we're saying, that's okay. You don't have to listen. You have other choices. We're a very, 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 very small fish in a huge pond. Rush Limbaugh comes on every day. Go check him out if you want to spout that type of nonsense and if you believe in those views, because we just don't get down like that around here. And on that note, Mr. L.E.S., if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the J. Rob Show. Happy holidays to you and your family. Everyone have a very Merry Christmas. We'll see you before the New Year. So for Kathleen Williams, for Vanessa Maybelli, from the Macinetti, from Jerome Spree, Mr. Elias, Johnny D, I'm J-Rod, Rich Sister, I'm J-Rod, said have a great work week, a Merry Christmas, and remember, we're talking serious stuff. It is the serious side. We'll see you on the other side of Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, y'all. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. Network.